Welcome everyone to Fitness and Stuff. We've got Zach B here, Cody back this week on the podcast. Stephanie is gone. She's is gone. gone. No one cares. No one listens for Stephanie, anyways. Yeah, this really isn't about Stephanie, but nonetheless, she will be back next week. She might even pop in sometime during this podcast. Yeah, she might come in just in the middle of sometime. She's just not home. That's just why she's ag- not here. Just ignore her, though, if she cop comes in. She might say something stupid or something funny or maybe something intelligent. We don't know because uh. she's probably going to be like, what are you guys doing? So anyway, we are here, me and Cody. We are going to have an interview with Alan this week. He finally decided that he could make time for us to get on the podcast. Um, this week, uh, we're going to have one of the topics that we are going to talk about last week um, it's going to be uh, consistency, uh, whether it is in training, business, um, in life in general. We're also going to talk about the NBA season. It starts Tuesday, uh, season openers. we got two games. Um, obviously, we're going to be watching it. Uh, we're going to give you guys our picks for each conference, uh, any surprise teams, uh, clear-cut favorites we think, any surprises, anything like that. We're going to bring it up to you guys. We also got our tip and workout of the week this week. Um, and like I said, we're going to have the interview with Alan. We're going to talk to him for at least uh, 15, 20 minutes about his uh, ways through. What are you doing, Cody? Just keep going. Talk about Alan. We're going to ask Alan about his life. We're going to figure out everything we, we need to know about him. It's a great time. He's a great man. He plays soccer. He's awesome. I went to high school with him. Played what? Play what finish, we, we, how long did you work at Finishline with him? I worked at Finishline with him for like... Six, eight months, I believe. There you go. Yeah, I worked with him for a while. He's a cool guy. He's going to be an ath- he's in athletic training, so he's going to bring a lot of value, too. He's gonna, he knows a lot of stuff. He's really smart when it comes to uh, fitness. Inteligente. I'm learning Spanish, by the way, audience. Yeah. Was Everyone like, didn't know I didn't speak Spanish. I, I'm going to, though, one day. I'm is on Stephanie the helping you? Yeah, she gives me a word of the day. Really? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I learned help the other day, and then hungry. You don't need the Rosetta Stone. Just ask just, her. Stephanie works, man. Hey. Have her give you some quizzes. No, because I'll probably fail them. <laughs> I wasn't good at Spanish in high school. I took it for three and a half years, and I still don't know anything. So I was never really good at it either. I took it for two years, and I just stopped it. So. I mean, everyone cheated. So. Yeah, pretty much. I had a pretty bad teacher, though. His name is Mr. Mendible. I had some good teachers. Really good teachers, actually. Like, Mr. Garcia, he was a great teacher. Mr. Gomez wasn't the greatest of teachers, but he was cool to me. I mean, I remember went for my, uh, I remember my, it was uh for uh, ninth grade, it was ninth grade, in ninth grade. We had this lady, she was a wheelchair, she couldn't move. We had to like grab everything for her, and she ended up getting fired because she literally didn't do anything. And then we had Mr. Medile for the rest of the time. Well, we had a substitute like that, this old I think Russian lady. She like brought a book every single time. She would read it while. She, after she gave us the work for the day. But then after that, like, if you did anything to distract her from her reading, oh, boy, you got in some trouble. Yeah, I mean, some of those Spanish teachers are weird, man. I don't know. Nonetheless, let's start Let's start the topics. All right, so we got uh, – we're going to start with the NBA season. That Golden is, State Warriors, Steph Curry. All right, well, seeing that, that that is our specialty, we're going to go ahead and start with the two games that start on Tuesday – in the season openers, you got the 76ers versus the Celtics, and then the Thunder and the Warriors. We'll start with the 76ers and Celtics. Obviously, that's like a Eastern Conference Finals matchup that we're looking at. That will probably be the Finals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Raptors could do something. The Raptors it. could. 
Um, it also depends on like Marco Fultz developing and how I think ben he's going to be a baller. He probably averaged 12, 14 points this year. I think it's going to be good. I think Ben Simmons is going to play a lot better, uh, at least scoring-wise. And Joel Embiid, as long as he stays healthy, is going to be dominant. I know last week I said the Celtics are the only team to worry about. Like It's pretty much set in stone, I would believe. Right. I, I still have the same belief. But the 76ers are on their way up. They're just one player away. It depends if Fultz turns into... Something off well, his did, did they get JJ Reddick back? I know he's still working on his mechanics. Yeah, JJ just went off. JJ had a really good game. I think the first game of the preseason, he went ten of ten coming off the bench. Didn't he have like 30, 30 something? Twenty eight, I think. Yeah, so it was close. It was close. Yeah, perfect from the field. Everything was awesome. Great performance. I think they lost maybe like one player out of the whole out of last year. So as long as they, as long as Marco Fultz plays and he's better, then I think he'll be okay. Yeah, that'd be fine. But they're still missing a, a real just score. Like yeah, pure, pure score. From like the forward to guard position. Not like really the guy. big. Because Embiid is um, – that guy can play. Let killer. me tell you, Embiid is one of the most skilled uh, forward slash centers. You, he's a center, right? He's definitely a center. Yeah, yeah but he, he handles it like a, like a guard or a he, forward. Yeah, so – his game is off the charts. He's been practicing, working on his stuff. Uh, yeah, decent training. shot. His shots improved quite a bit, just consistency wise. But it was good to kind of start. The start, yeah, it was yeah. good coming out of the gate. But uh, Ben Simmons, I'm assuming on the off season, he's a guy that's advanced this game every year, and shoot his first technical year in the league. Baller man, just killed. He it. just needs to get better at the free throw line. His, his mid range game. Yeah, which will come time, you know. Everyone's shot has gotten better with time and age over the years. Yeah, it's just gonna take some time with it. I don't know. I th- I still think uh, I think as long as the Celtics stay healthy, I think they're gonna they're gonna be the clear cut favorites in the East. Uh, Kyrie Irving, I think, is gonna be up to that MVP level this year. I don't think he's gonna get the MVP, but I think it's gonna be really close. Um, I think LeBron wins MVP. Yeah, I agree. I think he'll win. It's MVP. just the, like the whole league's gonna be watching him and the league. I think he'll have the scoring title to be honest with you too. Nah, he won't be the scoring title. He's gonna let the young guys get theirs because he wants them to develop. James Harden will probably get the scoring title. Uh, Russell Westbrook's still in OKC, right? Yeah, he's with Paul George now. Yeah, but Paul no, George was no there more, last year. Yeah, but no more Carmelo. Yeah, which means Russell Westbrook gets more shots. Yeah, that's what it means. So Russell Westbrook's gonna get the scoring title, I believe. Either that or somewhere out of nowhere, like. Maybe Kawhi just takes off for thirty a game or something. I really am interested to see how Gordon Hayward plays with with that group. I think Gordon Hayward will take a step down from his production in past years, from uh, when he was on the the Jazz. Yeah, he his well because he was the guy with the Jazz. Yeah, I think his production is obviously gonna go down because of less touches. I think Tatum's numbers are gonna go up probably a little bit, not too much. Kyrie's yeah. numbers are gonna stay around where they were, I believe. Maybe, maybe a little bit. I think get, I honestly less, think his assists will be higher. I think it may be a little bit less depending on everyone else's offensive development. Jaylen, you got Jalen Brown still. Jalen Brown. Terry Rozier. I'm not too worried about Terry. He's going to feel really good for their. He's going to be a good backup. A good he's, second. He's going to be a good second unit or filler for whoever's hurt in the guard position, even the two guard. So, they have plenty of depth. Their coach they have is probably the best coach in the league by far. I know everyone else. Has won and he hasn't really won anything yet, so to speak, in the NBA. But his coaching and his defensive 
philosophies and the way he's able to make just what he has work and get his players to just buy in. Yeah, I think I think he's a, he's like one of those players coaches. Yeah, he definitely has. He's young enough, and he's he's his IQ's off the charts, basketball well, wise. He's he's has so much behind him. Yeah, credibility wise, everything he touches just, uh, just gets better. Like it becomes awesome. And it helps when you have Danny Age orchestrating like a really good like core of players. And oh yeah, the franchise is the Celtics. Yeah. So, I mean, plenty of, you got that going for you, too. Yeah, the clout's there, people are there, the support system's there, the funds are there, the people in the uh, in the, or in the organization are, are big-time people, so it has a hard time messing up. Do you, do you have any other teams that you think could make a run in the East? Like, any sleeper teams? Like sure. Milwaukee... Or no. like Miami or anybody like that. You think no. they could? You think they're gonna be? There's only hover- three teams. So the tri- I mean the Celtics, Celtics, 76ers, 76ers and the Raptors. And the Raptors. And so you it. think the rest of them are all just kind of jumbled around? Yeah. So I mean, so, you, so I think I think after but without those- some trades, there's no the trade happens and some rosters are moved around. I don't know. Now the uh, Indian uh, the Pacers, they could you know give top that, five. I think they give that look. That they're able to compete, but they don't have the They don't have enough, they yeah. don't have enough depth. They don't have it. No. I, I think you're going to have those three, and then you're going to have a group of, like, Milwaukee, Miami, Indiana. Um, I think those are that'll be your second tier, and then the rest is just going to be jumbled in the background. Um, they, they, there's not enough star power in the East. But when we talk about the West, um, obviously we got the Thunder and Warriors. That's the second game. Obviously, the Warriors, they added DeMarcus Cousins, so, I mean, they got all those all-stars. Obviously, DeMarcus Cousins isn't coming back for a few months at least. Um, Warriors, we expect to be, I mean, obviously going to the finals again. Um, the Thunder, though, what do you think of the Thunder without Carmelo? I think they get better without you Carmelo. You think they're better off? Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Addition by subtraction. So, yeah. They weren't a team that blew us out of the water by their play style because it's pretty much the same play style. Like, Russell Westbrook pretty much does everything for them. If yep. not for the isolation plays for Paul George, Carmelo Anthony would be a ball stopper at all times. If the ball gets to him, he's got glue on his hands. That ball does not leave. He is shooting that thing yep. no matter what, which fits well in Houston, I think, better than it did uh, I think so, too. OKC. Yeah, they'll use him more. I think... It'll flow better, definitely. They're faster paced, more quickly to shoot. It looked like OKC took the time to possessions. They weren't always in a rush unless they had numbers in transition or Russell Westbrook thought otherwise. I really don't think OKC is really going to do any damage. Not going to be much of a I think in order for the Thunder to do anything, Paul George has to average at least 24-25 a game. Yeah, and Russell has to get 30. Yep. Yeah, the, the Paul the George bench, needs to shoot more. And the other guys on that team, I forget who else they picked up. Or who else they have. Well, they have Cephalosha coming off of injury. Yeah, but Cephalosha. He's a, he's a defensive stopper. Yeah, and he can't do anything. He can't shoot, no. He can't I shoot. I mean, there was a, a little span where he hit quite a bit. Well, you got Robeson, too. So, Robeson and Cephalosha. Cephalosha can shoot a little bit. Robeson can't at all. I mean... Golden State is untouchable by OKC's players and rosters. Yeah, I mean, right now, like, okay, so, like, how we do with the East, like, with the West, I'm thinking, obviously, you got Warriors, Houston. And it stops there. You think it just stops there? 
For, for the top of the top. Well, yeah. So you got those two. And then I think in the West you have a second tier, unlike the East. I think you got teams like the Thunder, like the Lakers, and like a couple of these other teams, even like the Blazers and the Spurs, that are going to be jumbling from like third to about seventh. And then you're going to have that eighth team that kind of sneaks in. Depending on what the Timberwolves do, too, because, I mean, obviously Jimmy Butler's unhappy, and they were supposed to have a trade to Miami this week, and it got jacked up by Timberwolves. So. Alright, so the Timberwolves are lost. They're, yeah, they're trying definitely. to find their way. Yeah. Jimmy and the organization have really just made a shit show of everything. Yeah. It's this terrible. Looks stupid. It is terrible. The Timberwolves look stupid. The coach looks stupid. They the do. players look stupid. They all look stupid. They all look stupid. They all look stupid. They all look stupid. Um, the Lakers, I know that's a big hot topic right yeah. now. LeBron definitely brings a lot of traffic and the social media aspect and everybody's on him wherever he moves and moving to the Lakers is a huge thing because it's the Lakers yeah so plus with a really young roster that he's going to help develop over the years and they have a and then a couple weird veterans they have a bunch of one year veteran signees it makes it look like they're going to make a run but I don't think they have enough I think they can I don't think the young guys have backbone like a long enough time in the NBA I think in order for them to advance in a decent Round of the playoffs, they ha- they can't get outside the top five. If they get outside the top five, they have to play Houston or Golden State in the first round. They'll lose. So they're gonna have to be fifth or better. Well, it, do- it doesn't matter. They're not gonna win. They can't. I I think I think they can. I think they could be in the Western Conference Finals. No. I really do. How do they beat Houston and how do they beat Golden State? They don't have to be. They don't have to be one of them. If someone else could beat them. No one else can beat them though. Like, but it's possible. Who? Who, 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 the, who the, the Spurs. Okay. The Spurs could beat Houston. No. With DeMar DeRozan? No. You don't think so? No. You don't think so? No. I don't know, man. I think the Spurs have, have a decent shot at it. No. No good. one's touching the Warriors. I'll give you that. But I really think the Lakers could beat Houston just based off of their defense, their lack of defense now. Without They lost their two best defensive players. Now they have literally one player that can play defense. That's P.J. Tucker, and he doesn't even play more than 30, 35 minutes a game. And you can't just put him on LeBron because LeBron will kill him. Who are you going to have guard LeBron on Houston? Melo? James Harden? None of them. Houston will be fine. They'll score enough. I don't know, man. I, I, I like to say I agree with you, but I think the Lakers could actually make it to the Western Conference Finals. not saying they are. I'm saying they could. It's a possibility. Lakers have a hard time with, like, OKC. The the problem you're going to have is... The Lakers would get beat by the Spurs. I don't think so. I don't think so. I I think, especially if if Brandon Ingram can can pop up and play and average a decent amount. So, I, I, I really don't like that the Lakers have so many names that people are like... That guy could do something, that guy could do something, that guy could do something, that guy could Well, do you don't know guy, what they're going to do. And that guy could do something. So, so stop. They haven't done anything. But they could. You the, don't know. Yeah, a lot of could have, would have, should have. But it's a big difference when you have someone like LeBron there's there. A lot of, there's a lot more coulds on the Lakers than on the Houston side. Well, definitely, because Houston's been there. The yes. Lakers haven't been there. Right, but look where LeBron the took the Cavs. Let's do positions in it. Let's just, let's just really do positions. And okay. They, for the for their play styles. Okay. Houston Lakers point guard. 
I think Rondo's better. I think Rondo's better than Lonzo. So I think I would put yeah, Rondo. Definitely, you have to. Yeah. Against Chris Paul. Well, yeah, Chris Paul's gonna win that every time. Chris Paul, he he'll win that every time because I believe Rondo is a top tier point guard almost. But Chris Paul offensively but Chris is, is Chris way Paul better. better. Yeah. Shooting guards. Yeah, that's a given. James Harden. James Harden. Yeah, by, James Harden. Yeah. By a long, long shot. Long shot. Yeah. Now those two positions are very, very important. Well, obviously, yeah. The third position is huge for the Lakers side. LeBron. Well, no, technically LeBron's playing power forward. Brandon Ingram is going to be playing small forward. Yeah, I'd flip that even in the box score. You think? I'd flip even. I'd have LeBron as my small forward and Ingram as my okay. small forward. Okay. But you're right. They probably right, yeah, yeah, yeah. LeBron could probably body up yeah, size-wise. Yeah. Okay. But Brandon Ingram, so who's a power forward or who's a small forward over at Houston? Right now it's mellow. Unless they put him on the bench. You okay. got P.J. Tucker. No, no, no. I think Melo probably. I think so too. I agree. So Melo probably be starting. Okay. Offensively, Melo. No, no. Offensively, LeBron has enough of a dribble drive. Not like he can finish at the hoop without. Okay, problem. so we talk about LeBron and Melo. Well, I think LeBron wins both sides. That no problem. LeBron definitely wins defensive. Carmelo makes makes hard shots. He can make shot. He can make difficult contested shots. So I give. LeBron a big upside against Carmelo because the defense. But he is definitely a clear but cut Carmelo, winner over Melo. But Carmelo, if he's hot, that's right. A bad but he, but it's an if offensively. That's an if though. But my, remember my first comment about Houston? They're going to outscore people. So, right. So I'm, yeah. I'm talking about the, the scoring is a big part for my my thing with Houston. So about the power forward, you said Ingram yeah. for the Lakers, and who's going to be the power forward then Houston? You're probably going to have to put Melo or P.J. Tucker in one of those because I think they're both so starting. Tucker. So then Tucker. Uh, I, I'd well, probably say Tucker. Well, probably well, let's Tucker. just say Tucker only averaged eight a game last week, last year. So that's fine. You so think he's going to be better than Ingram? No, 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 no. No, because now, now you're getting into a whole different like, no. conversation. Because you're mixing up now yeah, between Ingram, – Ingram, you said Ingram's offense. No, you better. said offense. You're so right. we're going offense. You're right. Ingram's better, right? Okay. P.J. Tucker mm-hmm. works well for my other three guys because he doesn't shoot. He doesn't. Take okay, so if you want, let's go. Let's see. Stop, 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 stop. Who's a better shooter, P.J. Tucker or Carmelo Anthony? Just this answer. Carmelo. Okay, who's a better shooter, uh, James Harden or P.J. Tucker? James Harden. Okay, who's a better shooter, Chris Paul or P.J. Tucker? Man, uh, P.J. Tucker's a better three-point shooter. Percentage-wise, uh, whatever. Percentage-wise, okay. okay. he okay. is. Okay, okay, come on. What's the only thing we need? PJ Tucker to do. Was the only thing that he defend. That's, defend, a, that's, what you, that's defend why he's there. And defense. do what? Defend and do what? Shoot a corner three. Shoot a corner three. Boom. Perfect. So yeah. his eight points a game, I don't care. Because my other three are going to give me more than those eight points. Because if PJ Tucker was taking those shots, he wouldn't but make But you're acting shots. like Carmelo's going to give you 20 a game. He ain't. He's he going to give you maybe he, 12 but, or 14. But in the playoffs, he could give you 20. He could, but what did he do last year? Nothing. I don't care about last year. Nothing. Could have, would have, should have, right? But he still but he did could. nothing. Stop. He could. You good. So, okay, okay. Okay, now, centers. Ingram, offensively, way better than... Well, uh, no, you have Tucker. Kuzma for, for centers you're talking about? Yeah, who's my center now? You got... JaVale McGee. No. No, Kuzma is the starting center. You think they're going to go Lakers. small ball? Yeah, Kuz, Kuzma will be the starting center. I think JaVale. No, it's Kuzma. JaVale got me some love. I think Kuzma coming off the bench. He's not, though. He's starting. He's on the, on the depth chart of starting. Yeah. I think that would be. I think that the change. I think the rosters will change. I think. Day. I think what they'll do is they'll put him in in different spots of the game. 
If, it, if we were going to go that way, I think Kyle should be the third, number three. Well, more of a four. Then, I think you'd be. I think you'd be better suited with a four than you could put McGee in the five. So then we got. Because you got Capella as the center. Take out well, no, because then you would just take out their shooting guard. KCP. Yeah, he wouldn't be a starter. He'd be a, on the bench. Okay, so then put Kyle at the two then. No, you could put you could put Kyle at the the four. Because he's a, he's a power forward, center. Like, that's his position. Power forward, center. Kyle Kuzma's a forward? Yeah. I thought he was, a, like, a guard. No, he's a big guy. He's, like, 6'9", six, 6'10". Six, yeah, but I thought he was a guard. No, he ain't no guard. He was, like, Clay Thompson. No, he, he ain't oh, no shoot. guard. He's a center power forward. He got a mid-range shot, but that's about it. No, I swear, Kyle Kuzma is a baller. That boy's a he guard. He is a baller. He, he averaged, like, 18 a game, but he's not a guard. He's a guard. He's a forward slash center. Man, there's not no center. Bro, I will look this up right now. I will show you. I'll show you, man. I will show you. But anyway. Go ahead, continue. So there's so many scoring options on the Lakers, right? But we got a bunch of young guys that scoring options, and I don't think they shoot a high enough percentage, especially over the season, especially once playoff time comes. They're not going to have that, that ice in their veins like the three guys I already talked about. The ball can only be shot by one individual. I'd rather have those three shoot almost every single shot of the whole entire game unless it's an easy rotational shot that's like a layup or a putback or something that's like either trash bucket or trash points or easy points. Other than that, those three should be taking almost every shot unless it's a kick out or an open three. I really believe in Houston's offensive like philosophy because that's exactly how I'd be. My best players shoot all my shots. They deserve that. They're the best player. They work the hardest, most likely than two. My guy, if I got a guy that can shoot like crazy, he's going to get put in those spots so he can shoot like crazy. Kyle Kuzma, power forward. He ain't no center, but that boy should not be listed as a power He was a center last year when he played because they didn't have enough big guys, so he was their center. Well, I mean, obviously now, like, he'd probably be a good four. He wouldn't really be a good center. I think JaVale would be a better center. And then you could just put Kuzma at four, LeBron at three. I really like two. JaVale. I, really I, like I like JaVale, too. He's really active. He's an active guy. Yeah. But, honestly, I really think no one's going to know what, what is going to happen, obviously, until the season starts and ends. But I think the Lakers do have a chance. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they do have a chance. You can't write them off because you have LeBron. Like, LeBron can do a lot of things. He's carried teams on his back before. Obviously, he can't keep up with scoring like Houston, but, I mean, he did it with Golden State. for he, he for, At least for that game one last year, they technically should have won that game until they made all those mistakes. LeBron scored 50, what, 55, 56? And I bet you if he didn't get let down from that game, he probably would have averaged 40, 45 in that series until he kind of just said, screw it. But, it, again, you won't, you're not going to know. No one's really going to know. But, I mean, we just have to wait and see. Uh, besides that, though, in the Western Conference, you have, um, obviously, like, the Spurs got DeRozan. I don't think that changes a huge difference, but I think they're going to be better this year. I think they're going to be better than Portland. Because Portland, you still just got those two guys, and they're just – it's not enough. The two, those two guards are just not enough. Yeah, CJ and uh, Dame aren't enough. I mean, they're just pretty much just doing the same thing they've been doing the last two years, but just getting better at it. Yeah. But that better at it is not going to be 
better than the rest of the league. No, I don't stay. So, yeah, they don't care. They don't matter. Washington's an East team, right? Or are they a West yeah, team? Yeah, they're East. Yeah, that's that's another team you can watch out for. No, nah, they don't have enough offensive production. No, well, they're like too baller. Bradley B. baller. The rest of their guys. They're too inconsistent. Yeah, they 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 just don't have enough of a consistent, like offensive firepower team to where they can just outscore teams and not worry about too much of the defensive side, even though they got some defensive guys over there. They do. Yeah. But I think effort throughout the season. We got, like, Otto Porter Jr. and yeah. you got a bunch of young guys and, like, and you he's, got a few veterans. A, he's going to do some damage one day, man. That guy is going to be a real good guy one day. He can score. Definitely can score. Yeah. And you still obviously got Oubre and um, Gortat's gone, so I don't even know who their center is anymore. Who cares? But, yeah, it doesn't really they matter. They don't care. It doesn't it matter. matter. Yeah, it does not matter. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know. Nobody really cares about Washington anyway. Yeah. Alright, so we'll kinda go back to next week next weekend we'll go back to this topic and we'll kinda like Yeah, we'll cover those games. We'll see what, what happened and what we see. I mean obviously I don't think I don't think there's much to say off the beginning of the season anyway. There's not, no. You're not gonna know anything. People are still getting their rust off, people are still kind of just Kicking back, relaxing. It's just, yeah, it's gonna be fun though to see like some of these teams play and it's see how they definitely play gonna be fun to see the new teams. Yeah, technically, yeah, yeah. Out there. With Kawhi, Toronto, LeBron, and Lakers. I mean, DeRozan and Spurs, and when Demarcus Cousins comes back too, that'll be pretty interesting to see how they play with him. I think it's gonna change up the flow of their offense. It's gonna quite change a bit. it. Yeah, I think it's gonna and, change it. Uh, or Demarcus isn't gonna like Golden State very much. Cause I don't think he's gonna get too many touches. I don't think he's gonna get a lot of playing time either. He'd probably get no. He didn't get massive playing time. Not in the as beginning. Long as he can stay off his off his injury. Well, what I'm talking. It about depends when he healthy, comes back. Once he's healthy. Yeah, because it's gonna depend when he comes back. Because if they say like some people say February, some people say like March or April, so it's gonna be interesting. All right, so we'll move on to our second topic real quick. Um, kind of want to talk about consistency. So not in general, like when you talk about consistency, like whether it's your training, which we both kind of understand. Uh, your business um, or your career, um, and also just in life in general. Like, for instance, like training. When you're consistent in training, you build good habits. So everything, when we talk about this, like we talk about between training, business, and life, everything with consistency creates good habits. So they say it takes 21 days to build a habit. So when people train and they give up after the first week or two, they don't build that habit. So you need to train for those, or not even just train, do anything for 21 days straight to build that habit so you are mentally, physically, emotionally all used to it. So like when you train consistent, not only like are you going to change like your lifestyle because you're going to be consistent with it, but obviously healthy, like living healthy with your diet. Like when you can, when you consistently change your diet, people say, oh, well, it's hard to eat clean or it's hard to eat like healthy. It's easier to eat healthy when you train your body to do it because your body listens to what you do. So just in general in training, like it builds good habits. It also gives you accountability because you're accountable for yourself, like doing things for you. So in order for you to be healthy, to train better, to live a healthy lifestyle, to diet correctly, you need to be accountable to yourself because no one else is going to do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. So, like, for instance, like, basketball-wise, like, you want your kids to train consistently and work on things to build good habits on the basketball court, right? Mm-hmm. So, you're going to want to not do the same workouts every day, 
but get better every day, which is what you try to do every single day when you get out there. Whether it's weight room, whether it's dribbling, shooting, yeah. whatever. So, so talk, let, let us, for instance, like, talk about like, um, like your tip of, let's, let's go with this, like your tip of the week, right? Explain your tip of the week. I forgot what my tip of the week. Alright, so I remember most of it. So, shooting. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. okay. Okay, so now you remember. So, so I know where you're going to go with this. Yeah. So my, my tip of the week for everyone out there is, let's say we're doing a, a basic partner shooting drill where you have your partner who's under the hoop catching the balls coming out of the hoop, right, and then feeding them back to you. Instead of always passing the ball from right under the hoop because that's the easiest place to get the rebound, I guess it's going to take a little bit more time to do this, but instead of making the pass from underneath the hoop to the shooter, make the pass from around the wing to the shooter. That way you're getting a more game-like pass, and plus you're working reps that you're going to be working in games. How many times in a game will you get a kick out from down low to the out for a shot where you don't have to turn? Not very often. Maybe you, You'll probably have Sometimes. probably four to five shots a game as a team with an inside-outside kick unless that's part of your Off, offense. Offensive rebound or something. Or unless it's part of your offense. Now, there's definitely right. some teams that work the inside-outside game, and that happens a lot. But a lot of high schools, especially in this area, pretty much just let the kids go out there and they play you know, read and react, uh, just pass and cut, or pass and uh, screen away. So around this area, you're not getting a lot of inside-outside kicks. So... Tips to the guys and kids in this area would be make the passing angle from a little bit different, more of a game-like. It's going to take a little bit more time, or maybe if you had a third person, you could get the rebound out of the hoop and then pass it to the guy. So like he the corners, the baseline, top of the key, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so wherever you're getting the ball in the game, you should also work that because the shooting is a little bit different. If you're squared and everything is like squared up and you're facing the hoop, there's nothing you have to change. You know where the rim's at every time. You're probably not moving much. Another thing you could do, just adding change into the drill, is move spots. Don't shoot the same spot over and over again. Yep. You're never going to shoot the same spot over and over again unless that's just the type of player you are. Like, let's say you're a shooter that only shoots wing and corner shots. You're going to get a lot of shots like that probably consecutively. Yep. Or, consist- or, yeah, in a row. But most games and most players have to play three different levels inside mid-range and outside, and you're going to be shooting off with different types of you know mom- or movements and positions and spots. So work that. Work the passes coming because you have to catch the ball, turn, get everything square, get your hips in line, get your shoulders in line, get your eyes on the rim, find your spot, your target, and then getting your whole body in motion then going up. So there's a lot that changes by just making a simple little change. Yep. The so just system. change the direction of the pass. Yeah. So I'm assuming that you want to go on consistency. So if you're always working you know, with a trainer, so as soon as you get away from your trainer or your coach or whatever, still be consistent in your work. Still make sure that everything you're doing is as close to perfect or as close to whatever is going to make you as, as efficient in whatever you're doing. So if you're doing some type of lift, try to remember exactly the small little mechanics or the little details about your exercise. Yep. Let's say you're doing a negative, so that's a slower movement in a certain aspect of the lift. Remember that. Don't just you know bump out your re- your reps. Right. You know, pay attention to the small little details and be consistent with it. Yeah. And that's how you're going to get the long-term goals to make, or that's how you're going to get your goals at the end of the day because you're going to consistently work on the right things doing the right stuff always because as soon as you get away from it you're not really going to go back you lose to unless, you're, unless you're told to yep so you're losing your let's say make you yeah see like the whole thing with the consistency consistency part at least with like your ex- explanation on that which is perfect because if you look at it 
consistently, like you're saying, you need to change up your spots of where you're passing. Consistency doesn't mean you do the same thing every time because that's not what works. What works is being consistent in that one thing you're trying to accomplish. So like in training, you're not just going to train your legs or you're not just going to train your arms or your upper body. Like you're going to train your entire body to get used to what you were trying to do and to make yourself healthy, make yourself fit, stronger, um, stable, uh, reactive, anything. So that is in training alone, like just talking training at, the, right, at this point. Like, you want to be consistent, obviously, but you want to be consistent in the entire thing. Not just one thing to keep it the same, because you always want to change it up. But your goal, your end goal, needs to be helped by being consistent in what you do. So, moving on from that, like, a big thing, obviously, accountability, which doesn't just work in training. Accountability works in business and in life. Because if you're not accountable for yourself, you're not going to get anything accomplished. And you can blame everyone, but but yourself, and at the end of the day, it doesn't work. If you don't blame yourself for it, then then I guess you just suck at life because you have oh, to wow. be you have to be accountable. It's the truth, though. Like you have to be accountable for the things that you do because if not, it's nobody else's fault. Like you are the maker of your own life, of what you want to be and what you want to do. Circumstances happen, things happen in life, but everything pe- things happen to everybody. It's not just one person. It's not just you. So you gotta make things happen for yourself. And not rely on anybody else or anything and blame other people. So, I mean, it just doesn't work in training. For like instance, like business, like making things happen with your business, whether you have a product or you have a service, um, whether you're a trainer, whether you sell shoes, whether you sell um, essential oils, anything. Like people sell anything nowadays. Like being consistent in that, like put, putting yourself out on social media, um, talking to people, creating relationships. It helps being consistent in order to get yourself out there and to make your brand bigger, to make your relationships bigger. Well, you could really just put it like an example. Let's say you go one time a month to a convention Mm -hmm. to try to like, you know, market your stuff or even like, you know, show your stuff out. Mm -hmm. Is that one show going to bring enough traffic to you to where it's going to continue your client base? Right, it won't. Revenue? It won't. No, but... What's going to be a little bit more? Once every week. Shoot, you can find a multiple of events to go yep. to. Even if it costs you a little money to hire someone else to go for yep. you. Getting your name out there. Being consistent with it. And staying on top of that. And always doing it. And then finding the new trends and new little things that are going to help you you know, adapt over time. You yep. know, Add new little things to your company. Whatever it is. And small little things. It could be the smallest of little things that you're trying to change. Because yep. it's going to help in the long run. And it's going to keep you updated. It's going to keep you relevant. Yep. You really want to stay relevant. You want to stay on top of the trends. You don't need to create trends. You just need to stay on top of them. Too many people get really relaxed after a while. They can complacent. Yeah. And they don't understand that the markets in every market are always changing. Yep. And the the need for something is changing. You have to evolve with it. And plus things are changing over time. Like we're just getting smarter about things. We're just getting more knowledge. Yep. And once you get more knowledge, things change too. New inventions come out. And there's new inventions in every single market for the smallest of things. So small things can end up changing and being big things. So if you're not staying on top of it now and being consistent about it, it's going to be very hard to catch up or it's going to be too costly to catch up at that point. As long as you stay on top of it, small little things that you have to upgrade and stay on, and then keep up with the trends. If you stay too far behind, you're going to catch yourself you know, gone and being lost and being bankrupt or whatever. We're talking about business. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I could go on and on and talk about, like, like, we, like, obviously consistency is going to help you, like, it's going to improve in general, like, whether in life, business, training, like, it's going to help you improve. Then you look at, like, making choices, like, it's going to help you make better choices being consistent because you're going to know how to approach certain situations, you're going to build good habits, and it's going to instill better choices that you make, whether it's in life, business, or training, or anything you do. Um, And then, obviously, like, improve relationships with your loved ones, with your clients, with uh, just people in general, like being a good person, like consistency helps with every aspect of life because without consistency, nobody would ever reach their goals. And believe it or not, every person that has ever been successful will probably tell you right off the bat that they were consistent in something that had to do with what they're trying to do and and their end result was to always be consistent. So uh, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and uh, call Alan. We're going to get uh, him in on the podcast and uh, get him uh, talking about about his life. Yay, we get to talk to Alan. So cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually this. know this person. Yo. Yo, what's up? We got Alan on the podcast. What's going on, man? What's going on, dude? Yo, are you at school right now? Yeah, I'm at the library. You already yeah. know how it is. Damn. So, so how's that? Well, obviously, you know, you know Jordan, right? Jordan. Not, not, yes. not the, not your girl, the other kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he came down uh, yesterday. I guess he went. I guess because they had the uh, the hurricane up there, and he's got to go back right. to school tomorrow, and he's got no power. <laughs> oh my god. So he had to go. He had to go back to his dorm. He's like, dude, I have no power. I have to drive back right now. Yeah, that blows. I haven't talked to him, but yeah, it's wow. Yeah, obviously you're you're, you're over FAU, so you don't really have that issue right now. But, oh no, I'm chilling right now, dude. Yo, say hi to Cody though. Cody's been looking forward to talking to you. What's up, oh, bro? Cody's what's, it's yeah, Cody's here, man. man. It's been oh, yeah, what's going on, dude? Long what, time no see. What you been up to, man? School, bro. There's nothing else but school right now. He is working hard right now. Yeah. You staying up it's with the soccer? Grind, you still doing all that? What's going on? You still with the soccer and stuff? No, dude, I'm done with that. Really? Okay. Yeah, Moving retired. You. All right, yeah, make a move, make a move. Retired athlete. Yeah, yeah it is what it is, man. But you are going, but you were in the athletic training program, though. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still in the athletic training program. Yeah. So, so how long do you have left until you finish? Uh, I take my board exam in February, and I'll be done in May. Damn, so you're actually really close. That's a bachelor's, right? Yeah, it's a bachelor's. Are you going to go for a master's? Uh, you know, I'm thinking about it because they stopped the undergraduate for athletic training. So they're forcing everybody to get a master's. Yeah, isn't that uh, about like 2020? Right. 2020 is the cut. So then, you know, everyone's going to have a master's. So I kind of have to, you know, get a master's. I'm being forced to get a master's. So... Right, so are you, are you going to be like uh so you're trying to be like an athletic trainer then, like for real? Um, well, I'm actually trying to be a DPT, okay. but the closest thing to that is athletic training. Okay. You know? So, uh, what's um, DPT? Huh? What's DPT? DPT is a doctorate in physical therapy. Oh. So that physical therapy doc, yeah, a doctor, oh, yeah. Exactly. Therapy. You should have just yeah, said yeah. something, so I didn't sound stupid by asking. Well, I mean, question. <laughs> no, 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 no. Great, stupid question number one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no, but it's it's because uh, I think they they did it four or five years ago, something like that, where 
physical therapy used to be a master's. Yeah. So then they switched it, and now it's a doctor. Uh, they switched that like five years ago. Damn. And they're kind of doing the same with athletic training. I mean, it used to be an undergraduate. It used to be a bachelor's. Right. And and now they made it a master's. And I mean, pretty soon, I'm pretty sure they're going to make it a doctor. So how many years of school total are you going to end up doing? Uh, if I do a master's, that's going to be two years. And then add three more for the doctorate program. So about five more years. Wow, man. How many are you already in? I'm a senior. So that's right now. four already plus five more. That's nine. Nine in total. That's yeah. a lot of years of school, man. Yeah. Are you working at all? Congrats, man. That's a lot, man. That's hard to do. Not many people can do that. What if you get through it all? Big. big it's tough, man, but it's worth it, you know. Yeah, big things for you, man. Are you Are you working at Finish Line over there? Or you stopped? No, no, no. I stopped. Yeah. Uh, I really have no time, man. I've been I've been in my internship and I pretty much work forty hours a week uh, for the free, you know. So well, it's yeah, for free. You know, yeah, tough. it's a continuous routine of you know you gotta get up, go to class, after class, go to your internship, and right after your internship, you know you come be you're tired, right. but you gotta study because you have an exam the next day, you know. Right. So no, nah, that's okay. You don't want to be a part of the finish on life anymore, anyway. <laughs> it's fun, man. It's fun. It's, good, it's good for the discount. No, yeah, not while I'm, not while you're in school. Dude. No, it's, it's it, not. It doesn't work like that. It's not fun during school. Yeah. But yeah, so so what do you want to do, like career wise? So like when you get your doctor, like what do you, do you want to go like open your own place up? Do you want to go work for somebody? Like how do you want to do it? Um, I think I want to explore like pretty much everything. I want to you know experience every little setting. So I. I think I want to start at a hospital, like an orthopedic office or clinic. Okay. Um, but really, my ultimate goal, like my goal goal is to work professional baseball. Okay, so you um, want to go into professional sports, which is what I thought you yeah, wanted yeah. to do. Right, yeah, baseball for sure. Um, you know, once I'm done with that, you know, I wouldn't mind opening my own clinic or even, you know, working at a college or high school, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I kind of figured too, because like I know you talked about it before. Obviously, that's a lot. What a lot of people like to do too is going to sports. I know baseball is like really big. Like people don't really realize how like how many trainers actually work like in baseball, whether it's in like MLB oh, or man, leagues. Yeah, yeah, and, and the thing is, it's not you know it's not what you, what you think it is. Like on on the main roster on the show for a team, they have probably like four athletic trainers. Yeah, um, and then. You know, they have about 50 for their minor leagues. Right. And they don't move up athletic trainers that easy. You know, they usually make you stay with their minor league team for a good 10 years. Right. Until they move you up to the show. Mm-hmm. And the money is not that good. You know, you're working at a minor league, you're probably making a good 45000 a year. Right. And you're working, I mean, you're working from, what, 7 in the morning till 10 p.m.? Easily, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, the hours, the hours suck. But once you get to the show, you know you're pretty much you're chilling, you're living life. You yeah. know you're making over a hundred a year, and I think it's after five years, ten years of working with them with the, sh- with the show, um, you can retire and you get a pension, you know, from the MLB. Well, and I'm sure too, like it's a whole different experience too compared to like the MLB and the minor leagues, just like in general. Oh, definitely, for sure. So, like, whether it's, it's kind of, like, traveling yeah. or... Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, it's kind of the same thing with the NFL. I mean, they'll... Some 
athletic trainers only work um, during the summer, during their spring spring season and preseason and all that stuff. Right. And they only keep a few people for the actual fall season. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's I think the hardest um, the hardest place to work is the NFL. Yeah, I heard. Um, do you remember? I don't know if you remember. Um, crap, what's his name? You used to work at Golf Coast. Um, God, I wish I remember his name. You worked at Golf Coast, like he worked for Nikki for a while, but he ended up working at uh, like he worked for UCF, and now he's in the NFL. Really? Yeah, and he's like an assistant trainer, I believe. The short dude. Wow. Yeah, what's his name? Brown hair. Yeah. Bro, he was a ref. Yo, what's his name? He, he was went, a rat. He went to FGCU. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really like him. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember his name. But yeah, <laughs> I, I don't remember his is name. That's too blatant. I'm oh, sorry. That's okay. Yeah. But, no, yeah. He didn't. He didn't seem to like rub me the right way. He thought he was just the better short guy. Like I get it. <laughs> like you're not the best short dude. Like I'm... <laughs> I don't know. I, I just all I know is I know he's in the NFL. He's an assistant trainer. But like I know he said it's like really tough up there, and he doesn't make very much money at all. So, oh man, it's tough. It's I, tough. Yeah, so you're definitely correct about that part. Um, a couple of things I did want to ask you about, like the program in general. Like, what do you think about it? Like, you're four years in. Like, what do you think about the program as it is right now? Um, I'm honestly, honestly. kind of glad. They, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I honestly, I honestly think that it was the right choice to make it a master's because uh-huh. at an undergraduate level, you know, you're coming into college, you're, you know, you're immature, you're 18. I mean, at least. I can say that because it happened to me. Yeah, I came when I was 18, and you know, all you want to do is just chill. You want to party. You want to experience, you know, the college life. Um, to say, and you can't because you're so you get so caught up with your work, studying, and then you start internship right away. You know, right. So the workload is insane for an 18, 19, 20 year old kid who's just starting college, who's just getting their bachelor's, the amount of work, it, it's it's insane. So, um, you know, it, it, it's hard coming into into college like that. Um, so then, now that they made it a master's, they're going to have people who are more mature. I mean, people probably over the age of 23 or 22. So they're going to be ready for the workload. Right. You know, when you start college, you're not really ready for the workload. So I'm honestly kind of glad they turned it into a master's. Well, especially like a program like athletic training, like it's like the closest you're going to get without being a doctor. So I oh, mean, yeah. you're definitely like on another level there. So like you're, there's so much you have to learn to get your degree to like be a professional in it. So like you're exactly. right with like that workload is going to be unbelievable for a kid like for the first three, four years. Yeah, I mean by the time you graduate, you know, you're board certified, you have a license and you're dealing with – you know, people's lives. Like yeah. there's, you know, there's no, there's no room for a mistake. Um, aside from that, you're working with some, some of the best doctors in this area. Um, some of these doctors work for the Dolphins, FIU, UM, Tampa Bay Bucks. You know, so the pressure is there. It's, you know, right. But yeah. So, like, some of the, I know you obviously you've taken like plenty of classes. Are there any classes that like kind of like stood out to you that kind of like helped you like that when you were there and you realized like this is definitely going to help me when I get graduated and get into like my career um I think it would be kinesiology right um because everyone can learn like the orthopedic exams um 
I guess, modality, treatments, uh, rehab, you know, your anatomy, anyone can learn that. It's all memorization. But right. when it comes to kinesiology and biomechanics, it, I think it's, it's important to know what you're doing. Well, like, you know? I know, like, biomechanics and human movement, like, that's one of the things that's been kind of going on the last few years. Like, um, I know, you've heard of Desander training, right? Yeah. So like he is like yeah, yeah, yeah. huge. He's huge in like the human movement and biomechanics. Like he's got his own bio like in, bioengineer like that worked for him. So I mean yeah. like it's crazy how much like the level has gone up in training. Just like knowledge wise, there's so much more to like learn about it. So like the when you bring that up, like it's such a huge thing now. Like I don't think people realize how big it's gonna be within the next like four or five years. For sure, dude. Um, you know, like I'm saying, like everyone can do. Everyone can know their anatomy. Anyone can do whatever orthopedic uh, test, but it's really it's really about knowing how the body works and your thinking when it comes to biomechanics. Right. You know. Yeah, it's definitely. I think some... it, um, for because I know you you work with basketball mainly. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I think that's that's important. So you got to know what uh what population you're working with because. I want to work baseball. I want to work with soccer players too. Yeah, you know they do completely different stuff from a basketball player, from a football player. It's completely different training, completely different movements. You know. Yeah, so it's. I mean, like it's it's different with every because obviously like, the human movement system is the same because everyone has like the same body parts, but the movements in the actual sports are going to be what like right. the game changers are. Like in football, like you're going to plant differently than you would with basketball, so like your injuries might be easier to get in football like an ACL tear than it would be in basketball like right, just by 100%. turning a certain way mm-hmm. so I mean like that stuff makes a huge difference so like the fact you brought that brought that up is like something that I've been kind of like preaching to people too like when they're training like they can't just call themselves a personal trainer and you're a trainer like and you right. think you know everything you really don't like you keep learning every day about new stuff for sure so I mean it's just some, sure. it's something that people just kind of have to adjust to too now are there anything that is there anything you would change about like the program you're in like just whether it's a class the schedule the environment or like the teachers or whatever they're teaching you um gosh that's hard one um I think there's there needs to be more positive feedback um when you are doing something because when you're learning um they kind of keep an eye on you and force you not to mess up and if you mess up they kind of look at you like you're stupid right and I've seen that with every program I mean I was talking to to someone that goes to Nova and uh, they, they were telling me the same stuff you know like they when you mess up they make it seem like you, you're stupid you don't you know what you're doing and you know of course I don't know what I'm doing that's what I'm here for you know I'm learning yeah so instead of you know kind of giving you like a like a nasty look and talking behind your back is, you know, I think there needs to be more positive uh, feedback. Yeah, I feel like that has a lot with, like, a lot of colleges have that issue, too, because, like, you'll have teachers that just don't care. Like, they just yeah, yeah. they show up, they do their lectures, and they leave. So, like, when they go ahead and, like, start teaching you things and you start doing, like, a lab or whatever, like, you might not, you might feel like you're doing it right, but you're not sure because they don't really give you that hint. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's definitely, like, something that um, I think could change, like, a lot of programs and that kind of, like, it makes a lot of sense, though. Um, so, one last thing before we let you go, I do want to ask you, I know you're, like, big into lifting. What is your, like, favorite, like, type of workout? Like, obviously, you you don't like CrossFit. Like, 
I, I know that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of CrossFit. Dude. If you want rhabdomyelosis, then for sure do CrossFit. But yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of CrossFit. So are you just like more like a lifter? Like, do you do anything? Do you do any more cardio now that you don't really do soccer? Um, because I used to play soccer, and I used to be um, well, it wasn't even mine. The the type of training that we did here at the school, we had a strength and conditioning coach, and we had a lifting days on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, we, it was all strength and plyometrics, but okay. it was all compound movements. You know, we never really did, um, like, I don't know, like a single, single, we never really worked a single muscle. Right. It was always working a muscle group. So it was always the squats. It was always the deadlifts. Um, right. So you're working like three or four muscles in each workout. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, with soccer, the main thing is stability, is balance, uh, right. neuromuscular control. So it was it was always strength and plyometrics, always compound movements. So so what do you do now that you like a retired soccer player? Like, do you just lift now, or do you do a little bit of all of what you did before? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I can't I can't tell you when the last time I put cleats on was. To be honest, um, but um, I do try to go to the gym whenever I can. I usually do like I don't do much cardio. I kind of you know stepped away from that um sometimes i get a jump rope and you know start doing some jump rope um but it's it's really very light weights i don't really go heavy okay because there's there's no need to you know i'm i'm, I'm an aesthetic guy like I, I like aesthetics you know you can't have a big chest and you know like little quads and little calves like, right it's not. so it doesn't mix yeah i'm not really big into like you know, building for mass or any of that. It's just strength, really strength. Yeah, I mean, like, I know, like, everyone has their own thing. Like, I know some people that do CrossFit. I just can never get into CrossFit. Like, I'm, I try to mix it up as much as I can, but, like, some people have that, like, that thing where they don't like to lift heavy. They just want to lift light. But, like, you get, you burn more calories doing that than you do with cardio anyway. So, like, sometimes cardio isn't really necessary anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just, um, I was looking at, uh, at a study, I think it was done by uh, University of North Carolina, something like that, where they said that deadlifts, I think, burn the most calories and is best to have a three-minute rest in between your sets uh -huh. to increase or to, to reach maximum strength, like to increase strength. Yeah, someone told um, me doing like, a, I think it was like a sumo deadlift and a, a Romanian deadlift, like those burn the mm -hmm. most calories. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I believe that. Squats and deadlifts for sure. If you yeah. want to get a six-pack, if you want to lose weight, forget cardio. You know, you got to go squats and weight and deadlifts. Yeah, see, see stuff you can learn from that. I thought burpee was the... Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, burpees. yeah. Burpees? Yeah, burpees is good, too. I thought burpees was the bit, like, the highest calorie burn per second or something like that. Like, we're done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is one of those up there, but I guess, like, they've been doing studies and stuff, and they say, like, if you do, like... Um, light to moderate weight and you do like high repetitions of squats and deadlifts the calories that you burn because you're using more muscles I wouldn't doubt it yeah I wouldn't doubt it yeah. but burpees is, I think burpees is definitely up there with them I don't I wouldn't deny that at all I forget yeah I mean I, I can see it I mean, burpees I mean I, I, I'll tell you after I do 10 burpees I'm done yeah, <laughs> yeah right it's like game over I'm done <laughs> yeah that's my workout but yeah, man, we appreciate you coming on uh, just telling us about everything, man. It's definitely, like, good to hear from you and everything, and good that you're uh, going to sure, pursue what you're doing. 
Yeah, we hope, yeah, we, hope to see, we hope to see you soon, man. Good talking to you. I'll see you soon. I'll see you in December, hopefully. All right, I'll man. see you all in December. Yes, sir. All right, man. Take, take it easy. easy. Man. All right, Cody, bro. Take it easy, man. All right, man. Be easy, bro. All right, bro. Easy, breezy, cover girl. Yo, so we definitely appreciate Alan coming on the podcast, talking about a lot of good stuff, uh, whether it was FAU or uh, athletic training in general or um, his uh, his so-called soccer career that he had. <laughs> it was uh, it was definitely cool to talk to him. Stephanie's here for like five seconds. She doesn't want to talk. That's fine. It's it's okay. Bye, Steph. See ya, Steph. <laughs> wow. All right, Curtis. Is there anything else you want to add before we get off this podcast? Nah, I got nothing to say, man. I'm done. You're done. I'm You're done. You're done for the day. I quit. You quit. Uh, no. I can't quit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing? What's going on? Is he? Get off the chair. I can't. I don't want to drop him. Fall backwards. Okay. I got a new game. I can't wait to play it. Destiny 2. Destiny 2. Destiny 2. It'll be ready in three and a half hours. It's been downloading since we started the podcast. Your expansion pack is downloaded faster than the game itself. No. And I haven't even bought it yet. It's like, 30, it's like 40 gigabytes. I'm gonna be freaking. Oh, you I can't play no for a day. Left. No, I deleted like 300. Oh, so you're good. Fine. Damn. We fine. I know how to manage my hard my hard drive, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you know, know how to manage your hard drive, Cody. I know how to manage my hard drive. Do you even lift? Do you lift? Like, do you drive. manage your hard drive, bro? Come on. Alright, so that's it for the podcast this week. We'll be back on Wednesday slash Thursday for the NFL podcast. We'll let you know. I won't be there. Cody won't be there. Maybe Tim will be there. If ah, not, if he pushes, the NFL. If, if Tim pussies out again, I'll be there by myself. Whoa! But shots fired. Shots fired. Bang bang. But yeah, so you guys have a good week. We'll talk to you later. We're out. That was a Jedi sword. That was a Jedi sword. <laughs>